0: Hi, we're your hosts, Laray Spindler and Lori Suba, and we're commercial real estate brokers with Scout Real Estate in Calgary. And you're listening to Leasing Out Loud. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Leasing Out Loud, episode number 40, with your hosts, Lori Suba and Laray Spindler. Wow is right, Laray. (laughs) It's a new milestone. It 40. Feels
1: like. That's awesome. Well, welcome everyone. Yes, Lori, we are thrilled to welcome a special guest today to our podcast. Megan Tweco is principal of Block Interior Design here in Calgary. We're thrilled to have her. And Block is a licensed interior design firm. They work in the commercial space, workplace, wellness. She's gonna tell us more. Megan is principal, multiple accreditations to her name. They do such a great job here in the city. So we're thrilled to welcome Megan and to talk more with us this week about trends, what's going on in Calgary, what she's seeing with clients, supply chain. Very topical. Yes. Some common yeah. themes here. Yeah. Yeah. So we're thrilled to welcome Megan this week. But first, Megan, why don't you share a little bit more about Block? You just celebrated your fifth anniversary. Yeah.
2: Congratulations. Thank you. Well, first off, thanks for having me. We're super excited to be here and have been big fans of your guys' from the start. I think you kind of accompany the whole team. the car on the way to work every day. So we're big (laughs) podcast fans at our side. Awesome. But yeah, excited to be here and kind of have some conversations of what we're seeing on our side of things on the commercial side. But yeah, so we just celebrated our fifth year this year. It was a really big year for us, exciting things going on. We've opened up into a few new markets and new client groups. We also officially are a licensed firm as of last year, and we built out our own new studio space on 17th Ave. So kind of got to sit on both sides of the seat on um, leasing, construction, and design, so.
0: Awesome. interesting
2: perspectives
0: from both sides. It is very interesting and having gone through the same where I negotiated Scout's lease mm-hmm. it is different. I think everybody should have to go through it right? Yes. At least once to understand <laughs> what it feels like being on the other side of the table. For sure. Yeah. And build out too. And build out. <laughs> to be the, both the designer and the client. <laughs> right? Probably a pretty yeah. tough client to have I'm guessing. I think so probably. Yeah. <laughs> so Megan that's awesome. Maybe tell us a little bit more what's keeping you guys busy these days? What projects are you working on? Are you seeing lots of activity in certain sectors of the market, whether that's medical, retail office, industrial? Maybe give us a little bit of color on what's going on with Block. Sure. So, Everybody on
2: our team, we all kind of came from backgrounds at some of the larger architectural firms in town where we got to work on a diverse set of projects. And we've maintained that as we built blocks. So we have a lot of workplace in our office, quite a lot of retail and hospitality, some healthcare care and wellness, and then a little bit of multifamily residential as well this last year definitely saw a lot of uptake in the wellness and healthcare mm-hmm. industry. Lots definitely. going on there, lots of conversations being had. So good to see what's happening on that side of things. But I think it's also been an interesting opportunity with COVID this year that some of the small business owners or you know maybe practitioners that worked on other teams, yeah. there was an opportunity for them to make a move this year. Totally. So lots yeah. of small businesses doing neat things. And the kind of cool thing that comes from it is They've not done it before. So there's no, this is the way we've always done it. So right. they're breaking the rules. They're asking things in different ways and it's changing the industry, which is good. Just like Scout. Yeah. <laughs> I know, yeah. I was going to say, we were,
0: we were the same. Came from a big engine, big mm-hmm. shops, but yeah, doing our own thing and paving our own way. And I love that. You get sometimes different perspectives, right? Different mm-hmm. ways to do things, which Change is really, yeah. good. Change is good. Yeah, that's awesome. Yes. I'm with you, certainly from our end we are seeing more medical active in the market as Mm -hmm. well. So I can certainly speak to that. Medical office, so groups looking for clinic space. I'm seeing a lot of activity with medical aesthetic Mm -hmm. groups, you know, Mm -hmm. the skincare. So maybe it's a sign I need to get the Botox like everybody else. I don't know, but (laughs) health and wellness. (laughs) Health and wellness. It's important. No end to that trend in sight, right? That's true. Especially post-COVID. We're going to need more of that. I know. I know. know, We keep
2: joking. We're building our own black book of all of our clients all the services we're going to need one day. (laughs) Definitely, definitely.
0: Well, one thing that I'm finding more and more, we're running into roadblocks potentially, Megan, in terms of supply chain, build out timeframes. And I am so thrilled that you're here today to talk with us about some of this, just because you see it on the front lines in terms of the design construction piece, whether it be for tenants or for landlords doing show suites. What do we need to be mindful of or thinking about with the supply chain? I'm assuming you're running into challenges as well in terms of yeah. you know product delivery, things like that coming from mm-hmm. different areas of the world, right? For
2: sure. I think for us, it's always been like the strategic side of what we do. We love mm-hmm. just as much as the design solutions side of things. And I think with everything going on in the market right now, that strategic approach is the strongest thing to lean in on. Mm-hmm. So knowing ahead of time how long it's going to take you to build out, And how long it will take you to design a project and get building permit and all of that for especially the small business owners where they're trying to negotiate when rent starts and when Mm -hmm. possession dates are, the more information you have, the better you can position yourself. And the market's definitely been hit on all sides from supply chain issues and even trade availability and cost
0: increase. So Mm -hmm. having the right people in your bus at the right time is even more so important now. It's so critical. Mm -hmm. That's a great point. And I loved at the end of the year, I think Block put out the little update on the state of the world, basically, Mm -hmm. at the end of 2021, in terms of permit timeframes, things like that. Are you seeing that accelerate now with the city? Is it getting better? Is it the same? Is it, heaven forbid, slower? <laughs> I, I hope right. it's not slower, but yeah, maybe tell us on some of these time frame things that people need to consider because you raise a great yeah. point. A lot of business owners, this isn't what they do day to day. And so understanding that it takes time. You have to have building permits in place. That's mm-hmm. a must for most things, I guess, unless it's like truly cosmetic. You tell me yep. otherwise, but it's something typically that we need to have in place. And it takes time, right, with the city to get that sorted out. Yeah. So
2: the city had hoped before Christmas that the timeframes would kind of come down. I think there was a big rush of everybody getting things in before the end of the year. And unfortunately, it's kept them slower still. So they were at seven weeks ish, depending on your project for building permit prior to Christmas. They're still kind of sitting around there. Mm, Um, We've seen maybe one or so come through a little quicker. I mean, it's all project dependent and Mm -hmm. what the scope is and how much mechanical and electrical involvement is there and the type of space too, but Mm -hmm. it's still good to plan for longer BP approval times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you can't do much until that building permit's in place. No. So it will affect your schedule greatly. Right. Mm-hmm. And
0: maybe let's just kind of give a really rough ballpark or timeframe, just as an example, Megan, to walk somebody through. Mm-hmm. And obviously, knowing it can vary depending on the scope of work, the project, all of these things factor in. But typically, like there's going to be a time where you have to get design drawings firmed up and finalized, like what are the Mm -hmm. steps that people need to work through to get that done? I
2: think first off, if there's one message we can spread out to the world, and I'm sure you probably have a viewpoint on this as well, test fit.
0: Yes. Test fit, test fit, (laughs)
2: test fit. We love test fit. And depending on like commercial side of things, the office side, lots of times, depending on what the deal is, the landlord will cover that cost. Mm -hmm. I know you can probably yes. speak to retail and industrial, that's not always covered, right? but a good investment for a business owner to mm-hmm. have an informed decision. Mm-hmm. So having completed a test that you've already tried out a designer consultant team, you have a plan to know whether or not your business fits in that place. Yeah. That plan then can go to design firms and engineering firms for their fees. Mm-hmm. A general contractor can also put a rough budget cost to it and a timeframe. So that little bit of work and and a lot of them, like we can turn them around in a week or less. You get a very good informed
0: decision. I agree. They are so critical. Certainly you're bang on the money, Megan, in terms of office. That is definitely a thing, whether that be downtown or suburban landlords have their head around, that that's something that is typically covered off by the landlord as part of a conditional period or during discussions. It can even be before an offer is prepared. That's generally the way I like to roll. So we know clearly, and even if we had a bit of a budget kind of idea, then we know, are we on track in terms of how we're structuring this deal? So it's really super helpful to have those test fits. It just speeds up the process tremendously.
2: Yeah. Then even once you sign a lease and go through full design, it helps you out there too, in terms of timeframe, because there's already a plan in place. And so depending on the size of the project and the complexity of the design, and if there's a lot of existing conditions that need to be incorporated I mean a design process could take anywhere from two to three months for design and construction drawings Mm -hmm. smaller projects obviously could be faster bigger ones could be more it's kind of just a ballpark range some we've done in a couple weeks depending on what's needed but then from that point you're looking at about seven weeks for building permit, and then however long your build-out could be, which could be a couple of months. It could be, yeah.
0: So this is where, (laughs) when they come and they say to you and to me, Megan, we want to be in the space for March 1st, and we need a full (laughs) build-out. And we're recording this at the beginning of February right now, so that's why we're laughing. But it's actually a thing where people will say, we need to be in by March 1st, our lease is up. That is, is next to impossible unless you're taking it as is. Maybe if you were doing something where you were doing a bit of a refresh with in-stock carpet and the landlord had a line on an amazing contractor that could get in there, it's tough, right? Well, and the trades have to be available. (laughs) Right. That's a thing too. Yeah. And supply too, right? Like you just
2: said it too, like even finishes too to have, like there's quite a lot of product stocked locally, or there's some anyways, depending mm-hmm. on what your needs are. But other stuff takes time. Like Carpet can take a couple of weeks, if not longer for anything more specialized. And furniture, some of the furniture we're seeing anywhere from four weeks to 12 weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so you may have a space ready to go, but you've got nowhere to put bums. Right? right. Exactly.
0: There's nowhere to go. Or I had heard two even card reader systems as an example, because certain things are manufactured overseas. And so certain things that we sort of just take for granted because they've always been just readily available suddenly are not. So, Mm -hmm. you know, appliances I had heard, and I think that stem back to like the foam factory (laughs) in China, there was something like that. And so some of that foam makes its way into lots of things that you and I may not necessarily even think of, right? And so suddenly yeah. there's big delays on certain things like card reader systems as an example.
2: Yeah. yeah, And some of it, like obviously COVID impacted, but then there's also been some freak freeze storms down South that have impacted yeah. things. And yeah, so everything is kind of a little bit slower, but I mean, there's still stuff out there. It's yeah. just making sure, again, your strategic approach, if you've got the right partners, that can approach your project to give you the right solutions from the bat. You'll just be set up that much better.
0: That's awesome.
1: That's great advice. And Megan, during that process where you're waiting for building permits, thinking our listeners may be preparing to go through this process, is there anything that can be done during that time? Or what's happening in the background while you wait for permits?
2: From our viewpoint, a positive thing that is happening because of this time frame is the change in construction approach. So Calgary was a city that was based on design, bid, build, Mm -hmm. right, which meant that everything was tendered to multiple contractors Mm -hmm. and it was a race to the bottom for who could present the best price. Yeah. And that didn't always lead to the best solution either. Mm -hmm. But I think now because of timeframes, there's a lot more construction management going on, meaning that the contractor selected at the start of the project and can help form schedules and approach things to get you in your space when you need it. Mm. So, if you don't go the construction management route, your contractor can be securing their trades, their Mm -hmm. sub-trades, their pricing while you're waiting for building permit. A lot of the shop drawing reviews can be submitted and approved and product ordered. Mm -hmm. Prior to that, product can be delivered to site. Some okay. of the mock up of where walls and stuff can go can happen a lot more coordination while you're waiting. Mm. Whereas if you do kind of the previous approach where it was you'd issue for building permit and
0: tender at the same time, mm. that can't happen at the same time. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm curious too what you're seeing. Obviously, we're talking a little bit about the impacts of COVID. Our work world has changed. Mm-hmm. What do you guys see right now? Are you starting to see some trends, some things changing in light of the pandemic, in light of how people are now working? Are you seeing a change in terms of approach to design as well?
2: I think we try to stay away from the word trend because sometimes that can have a you know, <laughs> an end date on it. <laughs> yeah, But I think there's definitely different influences. I think prior to COVID, Workplace had a lot of strong influence from the hospitality industry. Mm-hmm. And you started to see a little bit of that come into play. I think now we've all been comfortable working from home. So we're seeing a lot more of, again, still hospitality, but more of a residential approach to the way we work. And mm-hmm. the rule has kind of been thrown out in some ways, which mm-hmm. is good. Mm-hmm. I think we've never believed that one standard solution suits all, but I think everybody's questioning it in different ways and everybody wants options. So if you're going back to the office, you don't necessarily want to sit at your five-by-five workstation in your chair all day. You maybe Mm -hmm. want to sit somewhere more comfortable to collaborate or stand in another area or sit somewhere more private or against glazing. And a lot of that's coming in healthcare too. Before healthcare used to be built out that it was all about consult areas and exam rooms and the staff spaces were kind of whatever corner was left. And some of the teams were working with the staff spaces just as important as the client facing space and interesting to see.
0: Yeah. You raised a great point there. It's really funny because as you were talking and you were saying it's going to more residential in nature (laughs) and we haven't had a chance to have you over to our space yet to weigh in on our design. Lori did a
1: great job. Little shout out there. But thank you.
0: But we really went, like to your point, we really went more within our own space, more comfortable. We have yep. lounging seating areas. Our kitchen area is open and that's where we collaborate. Mm-hmm. We have a big table, high top table. And what's really fascinating, we've had clients come to our space and I find it fascinating because I come from a world where we had massive monster boardrooms and breakout rooms and all sorts of things. And I don't have that in this space right now. But I can tell you when clients come in, they walk in as if they're just walking into our kitchen and they'll just gladly sit down at the high top table We'll grab a drink. Mm -hmm. We had somebody in the other day. I said, hey, do you want a drink? They went over to the fridge and got one. It's just so funny to me because it's that whole notion of I think you're right. I think we're used to working from home and being comfortable. And we really made a concerted effort for our office to have that kind of a feeling so that it's welcoming. People can come in. It's comfortable, right? And it doesn't have to be that stuffy. It just doesn't work. We don't need it. It doesn't work for us. So it's interesting you're seeing that that's going across the board in other areas. I can see it too with our clients in terms of their design. There's a lot more collaboration space. The collaboration space is definitely more comfortable, (laughs) more hospitality, more like comfortable couches. Before it was like the couches couldn't be too comfortable because you wouldn't want anybody lingering, (laughs) yeah,
1: right? <laughs> Or worried how that would come across or how it right. would be received when what really comfort is pretty universal. People like to be comfortable.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes you have some of your very best ideas in terms of collaboration and coming up with creative solutions when you're actually comfortable.
2: Yes. <laughs> I think we're also going to see the rise of the importance of the snack cupboard. Oh, <laughs> oh right. We definitely have one in our office. Yes. If you're used to it at home. You need it at work too. This yes. is true.
0: We do need a quality <laughs> sampling of snacks at the ready for sure. So fully stocked. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's awesome. Well, thanks so much, Megan. This has been amazing. You have shared so many great insights with us in terms of the design process and things that clients need to be considering when planning a move when planning a build out maybe it's even an upgrading space that they're already occupying right so what are some of the timelines and things that they need to consider and even hearing about we won't use the word trend I'm with you the pivots that are happening in terms of design to accommodate what people are really wanting to accomplish within their spaces so this was awesome thank you thank you thank you for having me
1: And for our listeners, we'll post, of course, where you can find them, but it's Block Interior Design. Mm -hmm. We'll make sure that people can find Megan and her team. Award-winning, they're doing some great things here in Calgary, fantastic projects. And I love the strategic approach. I think you guys are on the
0: money there, so way to go. Congratulations on your five-year anniversary. And I can't wait to see all the great projects that you guys are gonna churn out for us in 2022. Yes, thank you. Well, with that, that's a wrap for this episode of Leasing Out Loud, episode number 40. Stay tuned. Check us out next episode where we're going
1: to talk about all of the latest and greatest things that are happening in the commercial real estate sector. You can find us on LinkedIn, Lori Suba, Laurie Spindler. We're pretty easy to find. We love feedback. If you ever have a topic you'd like us to cover, something that interests you, get in touch with us. Hello at scoutrealestate.ca. Thanks so much. Have a great week, everyone.